Welcome to the Go Find Out Podcast. I'm Jennifer Jelliff Russell, author, speaker, and entrepreneur, bringing you actionable ideas and interviews with awesome women to help you pursue your dreams and achieve your goals. You can find more episodes of the Go Find Out Podcast by visiting gofindoutpodcast.com. Enjoy the show and go find out. Welcome back to the Go Find Out Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Jelliff Russell, and this is episode number 45. On today's show, I interview photographer Hilary Bove about what drew her to the field of photography and what it's like to run a business as a creative entrepreneur. But first, let's jump into my personal update. So I am finally done with overhauling my Evergrowth Coach website. Yay! Um, And I I think that I'm going to nest this podcast on that website since it will look a lot nicer than the website that I have it through on Podbean. So listeners, you will still be able to go to the gofindoutpodcast.com and it will just redirect folks to the correct page. Um, And I, I should be able to have a lot more transcripts for the show as well by doing it that way. So I am sort of in between writing projects at the moment since I finished book three of the Artemis Necklace series, and I I just got my edits back from my editor, yay. I'm so excited to really kind of be finishing up that project and hopefully be publishing in the first week of April. Yay! So yay book three of the Artemis Necklace series. So I was also going to start editing The Introvert's Guide to Landing a Job, but I decided to wait until I've read Susan Cain's book, Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. It's it's a really good book. I'm really enjoying it so far. And though I'm an introvert, I, I really thought that it would be good to learn more about other introverts rather than just writing my book based solely off my own experiences. So yay, research. <laughs> so while I am doing that research, I feel like I, I need to also be writing you know, like something else, right? Um, so again, because I'm kind of in between the moment, really a big writing project. I'm just doing editing stuff right now. So I'm a little torn at the moment about what I should be actually doing. Like I have a lot of projects in mind, but they're all like really big projects. So basically once I start them, I'm going to be doing them for a long time. So basically, I've just been procrastinating starting anything. (laughs) And as a result, I mostly got no writing done this week. So super awesome. I'm, I'm definitely not being a very good creative entrepreneur this week. I did, however, start our taxes. So, you know, that that is something and that's that's important. <laughs> oh, and I also I did start some more seedlings earlier this week for our farm and they are they're already coming up. And I this is like my favorite part, honestly, of the growing season. Like I love watching things start out as seedlings. It's just so cool, you know, to go and look at them every day. And there's always some sort of change going on don't know why, but I just enjoy that a lot. Um, it's it's honestly so much easier than writing, right? You just plant it, you water it, you make sure it has enough light, and it just grows by itself. It's wonderful. Definitely easier than writing. All right, let's jump into the interview with Hillary. Today, I'm speaking with Cleveland-based photographer Hillary Bove. Along with portraiture, weddings, and food photography, Hillary also photographs for organizations such as the Cleveland Orchestra and businesses like Mackenzie Creamery and Free Period Press. She often photographs local creatives and musicians as well. In today's interview, we'll be speaking about her journey of building a career in photography. Welcome to the show, Hillary. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be on. 
Yeah, I'm super stoked to, to chat with you. I think photography is such a cool thing, and I, I really suck at it. So it's always exciting to talk to somebody who's good at it and fantastic at it. Um, and, and kind of before we you know dive more into the interview, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and what really led you to the field of photography? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think to start, I mean, so I, I actually, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio now, but I grew up in Rhode Island. Oh, okay. So I'm a native Rhode Islander, and uh, I was always a really visual person as a child, you know, as a teen. Um, I always enjoyed the arts and kind of always been an art kid. And then I had some friends who are still still my friends, but in, uh, in I think it was middle school, we all took a black and white film photography course. Oh, cool. Yeah, and that was really fun. It was like outside of school. It was this little this little photo place in Newport, and... That was really, really fun. And I started getting into photography through that. And then also the same group, we would act in local plays, but I didn't really love doing the acting part and I wasn't that good at it. (laughs) So I was like, "Uh, I'll just take a really bit part and I will take more photos of people. So I'll take the backstage photos and photos during rehearsals. And that was way more fun for me. And I loved being a little more like behind the scenes in that way rather than up in front on the stage. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my my love of photography grew from there. And then I continued doing it in high school. Uh, We had a few photo courses actually in high school. So that was nice. And then yeah, I decided to major in it in college. So the the love continued. And now in college, were you kind of like, okay, I'm going to start my own photography business? Or was there sort of like a stair step of maybe working for someone else as a photographer initially before striking out on your own? So I I actually started freelance immediately after graduation, and I've continued that ever since. Nice. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really work under anyone, but in college, we were required to, at my, at my school at Endicott College, we were required to do three different internships. Oh, wow. That's really good, actually. Yeah, it was like a really nice thing that that was required of us. I, mm-hmm. I really, in, in retrospect, I really appreciated it. So those were very helpful for kind of determining more what I liked, what I didn't like, what different kind of photo career paths there were. Gotcha. Now you did the internships in college. And what would you say was the catalyst to being like, okay, I'm going to start my own company or, you know, work as a freelance photographer, as opposed to sort of, I don't want to say going the easier route of working for somebody else, but it's definitely harder, I think, to have your own business than it is to sort of, you know, work for someone else. No, I I completely agree. Um, I think because I wasn't, I wasn't really like 100% sure upon graduation, what sort of things I wanted to photograph specifically. I was interested in a lot of different things and I had a lot of different photographers I looked up to and having my own business allowed me to photograph a really wide variety of subjects and, you know, kind of dabble in a lot of different areas and still kind of refine what my favorite things were to photograph. Nice. So that, that kind of led me to, to just continue doing freelance, I'd say. Hmm, gotcha. And so have you interested like what your photography subjects are? Has that kind of changed over time and like what you really enjoy photographing? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, initially a lot of the things I photographed were sort of what just came to me as like clients. So hmm. a, a lot of the time it tended to be people needed their events photographed or people just needed a, a simple portrait for some reason. And I still do a lot of portraiture. That's something I love to do. I've always loved photographing people. But I mean, especially in the pandemic, as you know, like there are not events happening. Yeah. And that's something I was transitioning out of pre-pandemic. But 
you know, now it's like, I don't even do that at all anymore other than weddings. There aren't any events to photograph. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you were already transitioning over to more like individual, like photographing, it sounds like individuals, right? Yeah. And then I, I've also been doing, you know, a fair bit of product photography because something that's a lot easier for people to do in the pandemic is just literally drop items off to me. And then mm. we don't we don't have any contact. And then wow. I photograph the items for them in my like home studio upstairs, which is very DIY. <laughs> that's and awesome, then, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's kind of a nice way to just like get the work done and everyone's happy and I can kind of send them initial images and they can give me feedback and I can keep working on it if I need to. Mm. It's definitely a different way of working, but I don't mind it. Yeah, I would say it probably gives you a little bit more freedom, too, because you have more time to kind of set things up. The, the client is not looking over your shoulder during the photo shoot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very like I can work at my own pace and I can very much play, which I, I love to do. I love to be, you know, a little bit weird and creative and then kind of pull back from that and, and find the right sweet spot. So the fact that mm. I get to do that without anyone hovering is, is good. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I would say it's probably a lot easier to work with objects as opposed to subject or, you know, people as well. I had a professional photographer take my pictures for, you know, my website and um, I got really lucky. She was really fantastic and very personable and made me feel comfortable in taking pictures, which was good because we were in a very public setting. This is pre-pandemic. So we were at the library taking pictures. Um, oh, and, yeah. But she made me feel very yeah comfortable. So I can, I can only imagine, you know, working with clients, you kind of probably have to really be able to kind of draw them out, right? Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I do my best to, in the same way that it sounds like your photographer did, I really always try to make people feel super comfortable. I try to keep it overall pretty casual, like, no pressure. It's usually like, I find that the the best poses for people are the ones that they naturally would fall into. So mm -hmm. I really want them to like be themselves and feel relaxed, even though I know it's hard. Like, I, I don't really like being in front of the camera myself. So I get no, it. Me neither. <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely want people to feel relaxed. And, and even in the pandemic, when I've, I've had to do some portrait shoots outside, and mm -hmm. I still really strive for that kind of energy. Like, yes, I know that the rest of us here are wearing masks, but the subject, like, okay, hopefully we can get a really good pose out of them. And, but it's something they feel comfortable in and we're not, we're not making them someone they're not. Right. Now, there tends to be, you know, some pushback when it comes to sort of building a viable business around the arts industry. Did you have any like naysayers when you first, you know, considered starting your business? Thankfully, I mean, my parents have always been really supportive of me having a career in the arts in any kind of capacity. Um, yeah, they've definitely allowed me to pursue that, especially with, you know, majoring in that in college. So that, that's been really nice. And all my friends have always been really supportive. I think that like kind of along the same line, just an initial difficulty was getting my name out there, mm -hmm. making connections and having people trust me to make the work that they needed. Because in the beginning, I feel like photographers end up doing a lot of unpaid work. And mm -hmm. I definitely fell into that trap too. And I would not recommend that to anyone. <laughs> Do not undervalue yourself by doing free work. But yeah, I think I think the mindset has definitely shifted around that. I think People kind of know now not to do free work, but definitely when I started, it was like, oh, well, you just have to do this unpaid thing, you know, mm -hmm. to make connections. Yeah. It's all about like, oh, well, in order to make the connection. You have to put in the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> put in the time. Exactly. <laughs> like put in the grunt work. And I, I think there's definitely, you know, photography, I think, I feel, and really any arts is one of those things. A lot of people think I can, I could do that myself and then they try and it, 
doesn't go very well, right? Or right, or they, yeah. they say, I could do that myself, so why should I pay you? Oh, oh, exactly, right. exactly. Or also, I think it's tough being a little bit younger when you're starting. Like right out of college, I think people just thought, oh, well, you know, she's young. She's just getting started. Like she doesn't really know what she's doing. So she'll just, you know, she'll just, she'll just photograph this event for me and it'll be like neither here nor there. It's just at least the event's getting photographed, but also like she doesn't have the skill set yet for me to pay her mm, I got a you. little bit the mindset, I think. Yeah. I'm not taking any digs at anyone specific. I'm just saying <laughs> that was the mindset. Right. right. <laughs> now, has, has your business, you kind of mentioned earlier, has it, has it changed a lot over time? Um, like you mentioned that you kind of started out in one sort of niche, if you will, and have kind of expanded to other areas. So how, how has it kind of changed really? Yeah, I definitely, you know, I was, like I said, I was photographing events for a long time because that was really in demand. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found that a lot of my business came from events photography, like a little bit kind of bread and butter situation, like that's paying the bills. And then outside of that, I can do things that I really want to do. Because events, I think, other, other than weddings, I don't count weddings in this, but events photography for me was not the most interesting thing. And so, like I said, I was kind of moving away from it. And now I don't do it at all. So I've definitely, over the years, I've become more interested in a few different areas. Like I still love portraiture, but I also am really into food photography. Mm. And that's something I never had any experience in other than kind of playing around in college with, with food photography a little bit, but not not in any professional capacity. So that's something I've become interested in. And then kind of my ideal like long shot goal is to photograph on film sets. Um, It's a very hard business to break into. So that'd be really cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's very like pie in the sky kind of um, ideal for me. But um, and I've I've had the opportunity to work on a few film sets uh, in, in a very minimal capacity shooting stills, just very small productions. So that's something I've become interested in over the years. And I initially like barely even thought about it as a career possibility. But now kind of shifting into that field or hoping to shift into that field. Yeah. And it's it's tougher now because of the pandemic, too. Right. Um, there's a lot of less course. going on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm not letting it go, but it's definitely a bit of a difficult pivot for, for many reasons. I mean, you have to log so many hours to get into the union and then you know, you have to pay like $10,000 to even also get into the union. Oh like, it's kind of crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Wow. But yeah, that, that's my tangent about that. <laughs> I'm assuming you, since you're based in Cleveland now, I don't, is there, are there a lot of films produced there? Normally there are a fair amount of productions here, but sometimes they'll like bring their own still photographer and they won't always like choose one from around town because mm-hmm. sometimes they already have someone that they had planned on working with. Mm-hmm. There are definitely bigger cities where it would probably be easier to break into, but I'm also not sure if I if I want to like move to LA in order to do that. <laughs> right. What what would you say has been your biggest challenge in operating your business? Biggest challenge? Well, I think a big challenge and I'm sure a lot of photographers would would probably agree with this is finding clients that align with me personally and want to hire me specifically for what I can deliver to them like in my own style. I think a lot of people hire photographers just cuz they have heard of them or, or know that they're around and available mm-hmm. rather than like choosing a photographer because they love their style. I think that's definitely a challenge, but nowadays I think people 
I find that people specifically hire me because they like my work. So I really appreciate that. And then, you know, another huge challenge is just all of the financials that go around it. I mean, that's the challenge of so many small business owners. Mm -hmm. But, you know, making sure that you're earning enough month by month, dealing with the self-employed tax nonsense. Yep, super fun. Cool. Every year headache. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not to mention whatever your state does, which is always different than the federal, which is super fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a total like using TurboTax and going through my taxes is like a month long process. Oh my God. Me too. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad I'm not alone. Yes. (laughs) At least there's like a little bit of walkthrough, but oh my gosh. Yeah. The, The other thing I just wanted to mention about being a challenge is in general, and it goes along with the financials, just being able to fully support myself with Mm -hmm. photography alone. That has not really been possible for me, I will say. And that's something I've kind of accepted. Um, Like I'm starting a new part-time job next week and I'm really excited about that. But, you know, it's it's definitely tough to make this your full-time business. Mm -hmm. I think think in general in in photography. Yeah. I I feel like for a lot of the artist industries, yeah. Um, or as, as your sister-in-law says, creative entrepreneurs, right? Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so creative entrepreneurs, I, I think it can be very difficult to make it into a full-time thing that actually supports you. And it can take really a lot of time investment, it seems, um, of course, and money, but a lot of time investment. And a lot of that time, you're right, is spent working part-time for other folks so that you can continue to pursue that dream. Yes, yes, exactly. And at the same time, like for me personally, I, I've become very much okay with that because I do have a lot of mm-hmm. different interests and I like even outside of photography. So I'm kind of happy to do a little bit of different work on the side because that expands my skill set in other ways and kind of opens my eyes in other ways. And then photography is its own thing. And I still love doing that, but it doesn't have to be kind of my number one all day long, every day, 24-7 thing. Mm, that makes sense. Do you, do you have a favorite type of subject matter for your photography right now? And, and I know we, we talked about how it's changed over time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really love shooting anything that allows me to kind of play and be creative. Mm-hmm. So like portraiture is really fun for me because people are so dynamic and they're so ever-changing. And it's really just so fun to work with. I mean, for lack of a better term, like a living subject. Right. Yeah. You know, like it's so different than than photographing still life or or product photography. Right. So people are always fascinating to me. So I love photographing them. And, you know, even weddings can be really playful and creative, especially, you know, now I've kind of pivoted my wedding photography to really be more specific about my style. And I think people that gravitate toward that love how creative it is. So that's, that's really like satisfying for both of us, you know, satisfying for the client because they get something interesting Mm -hmm. and it's satisfying for me because I get to have fun doing it. Right. And you've mentioned your your particular style a couple of times. How would you describe your style? So I would I would say that it is spontaneous, it's playful, and it's it's leaning into the creativity of it. So I love to mix like film photography and digital. Mm, okay. If if I had, if I had endless budget, I would always be shooting on film, but it's, you know, it's definitely more expensive. Right. But it's so much fun because it's a little bit unpredictable and it just has a very specific look that it has this beautiful nostalgia to it that I gravitate toward. Mm. And I think I've found with, with some recent weddings I photographed, I did the wedding digitally, but also shot film whenever I had a chance to. 
and that was so much fun and like if I could shoot a whole wedding on film it would obviously be nerve-wracking but it would be so (laughs) fun and then I mean the, the only other thing I'm super interested in for for subject matter is food like I mentioned is really fun for me because I like styling it I'm kind of getting into that a little bit Mm. so that that's really fun for me nice do you feel like you have any you know specific habits that have helped you make your business successful yeah and that's something I'm kind of always learning about I mean I love listening to much like this I love listening to podcasts that kind of can teach me how to be Mm -hmm. a better entrepreneur and be more organized I guess that's a habit is trying to be organized Mm -hmm. from start to finish with any job. I really try to keep emails, you know, digital documents, paper documents, try to keep it all organized. I really like, I'm actually kind of into bullet journaling. So that helps me. Yeah. It's kind of like a good brain dumping tool. And then another habit is just making as many connections as possible and really leveraging those connections. Mm -hmm. Like I think we're always, or at least I've always been a little bit kind of wary or afraid of mark, uh, not marketing, networking. Mm -hmm. You know, networking is such a tough skill to have and Mm -hmm. it's hard to learn. And uh, so, you know, I've tried to be better about it as the years have gone on because it is always beneficial to make those connections if you can. And obviously it was easier pre-pandemic, but like any connection you make, even if that connection itself is not the one that's going to, you know, make or break you, maybe that person knows someone that's going to connect you to the cool job. Like you never know. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think networking, like the idea of networking sort of has a bad rap because it feels very oily, right? It's very like, yeah, pushing yourself onto other people. And that's, that doesn't have to be what networking is. Yeah, yeah. It can be a lot warmer than that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. It's kind of what you make it, right? It's how you approach it. Completely agree. Yeah, and and going along with that, I think the other habit that has definitely helped make me successful is just always being as kind as you can be with, even if you have like a total nightmare client. You just kind of you have to kind of go with that like kill them with kindness mentality of like mm-hmm. you're always just going to take the high ground and you're going to make it work, as Tim Gunn would say. If anyone <laughs> still cares about Tim Gunn, which I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I think I do think that's really good advice. And what do you feel that you would have missed out on had you not pursued a career in photography? I think I would have missed out on just meeting so many different people from so many different walks of life. And, you know, many, many times when I make a connection, like that person ends up becoming not only a client, but then they become a friend or they become a colleague. And I think I kind of follow the philosophy of which my college advisor kind of instilled in us, which was that photography is an excuse to be somewhere Mm. that has always resonated with me. And so, you know, even if, you know, listen, we all have those, those jobs or those, you know, those, (laughs) those things that are going to pay the bills that you go to. And then you're like, I don't know if I super want to be doing this thing today, but you get through it. And then it's like, wow, because I was here, I saw this person or I met this other person and they wanted to hire me for this thing. I feel like that happens almost every time. And it's literally never a waste of your time to have gone and done that thing. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point. And who would you say are your favorite photographers or you know, who would you say your mentors are? My favorite photographers, I'll start there. I mean, I've always been kind of obsessed with Linda McCartney who was Paul McCartney's first wife. Um, She sadly passed away, but I just love her photographic style. I have like all of her books. 
very nerdy. Um, but she had just a very beautiful casual style that I always try to echo. Like it's not, it's not overly done. It's not pretentious. It's just very natural. And similarly, I think Mary Ellen Mark, who also is no longer with us, sadly, but she did a lot of still photography on film sets and I love her work. Mm. Really interesting stuff. And you know, like there's constant inspiration all over Instagram, of course. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of photographers there that I love following. I'm sure everyone knows Tyler Mitchell by now who has shot a lot of recent Vogue covers. He's really great. Um, And he did those really cool recent photos of AOC. Oh, nice. Just lots of dream shoots, you know, yeah. really awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, he's like so young. He's so talented. So I, I love seeing like the young up and comers because they're really, really exciting and they have a cool eye. Mm. You know, I find a lot of inspiration outside of photography as well. Like movies, cinematographers and movies, paintings, like there's so many things that inspire me. And I think it's really important as an artist to look at other mediums to be inspired as well, because there's just so much out there. Yeah, I think it's very easy to get sort of siloed in your niche, in your industry, and then not look outside of it for creative ideas. So that's that's a really good point to look outside of that. Yeah, I agree. And I think like, it's also really easy to get sucked into the Instagram of it all. And I really try to find inspiration. Even though I said I, I do find plenty of inspiration on Instagram, ultimately, you can kind of get super sucked in and spiral on it. And I like looking outside of Instagram for inspiration is really, really important to me. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Now, do you have any advice for listeners out there who are interested in pursuing a career in photography? So yeah, I do. I have some advice. First is that, you know, I didn't really have any kind of business plan when I began being a freelance photographer. And I think for that reason, I often feel like I'm still finding my footing. And in some ways, that's okay, because I've remained open to, you know, the universe and the possibilities. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely recommend starting with a, at least a little more of a plan than I did. <laughs> I think that's important. Yeah. And by plan, you don't necessarily mean like a, a written out, you know, business plan that you would take to a bank to get a loan. No, no, not necessarily. I think just more having a bunch of goals in mind or even just one kind of solid goal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't really take the time initially to to write down like, my goal is to one day be a still photographer on set. Because, I mean, I didn't know that really at the time, although it definitely was something I thought of kind of starting out. But, you know, having having a kind of more focused area of goals helps you to stay on that path. And that's not something I did initially. I just kind of remained open and took whatever was available to me. Um, some that I some jobs that I loved and some that I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely recommend having at least some goals in mind to help you stay focused and stay on a little bit of a path. It's okay to go off the path, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that makes sense. And then I really recommend, you know, this is kind of photo specific, but I think it could apply to any creative career. It's really important to start with a good foundation of knowledge. Like even if you don't if you didn't go to college for that subject matter, I think it's really important to learn about kind of like the greats in your industry and like why history has remembered them, you know, and sometimes those are good reasons, sometimes bad. Like you can decide for yourself whether or not you appreciate the work of that person, but it's really important to know about it Hmm. either way. Because I feel like, and I'm not trying to pass judgment, but I think that a lot of photographers these days tend to not know a lot about like the history of photography 
or like classic photography works that you just you just like gotta know them you just have to know like you know Henri Cartier-Bresson like you gotta know at least, at least a little bit about him because if if you know like the history then you know what you're building off of mm-hmm. and you can reference like that visual like encyclopedia because that ultimately came first and some of those photographers were so innovative you know even when they had like the most difficult to use equipment right and again that's photo specific but I think it you know same with like if you're a graphic designer you should definitely know like Saul Bass and you should know all these greats and you know again make your own judgment on them but you should know about them Mm. and then you know I think this goes back to what I was talking about earlier but I think if you're a student I would highly recommend doing some internships if you can, mm-hmm. if they're available to you. Because I think that really helps you learn what you're going to gravitate toward for your career, what type of situations and environments like feel good to you versus what doesn't feel good to you, you know, in your chosen skill set. I think, I think my internships helped me a lot, although they, yes, they were unpaid. That's a whole other conversation, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> my rant about unpaid things, but <laughs> With internships, I don't know. Yeah, I, that's it's a muddy, muddy situation there. But it's very important to get at least a little bit of that experience because you're going to learn so much from it. Yeah, and I would definitely add if you can't find an internship that gives you course credit, then look for very entry level positions in photography that will at least give you some of the experience. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think it's valuable to shadow someone even for just a day like you know if you're interested in newspaper photography for an example if you're interested in journalistic photography maybe go to your local paper or contact them digitally of course and see if you can shadow the photographer for a day see what a day in their life is like that is so valuable to learn about and that's how I learned about still photography too like I just shadowed on set for a few days and on different sets. And that helped me learn so much about the process and what I would be doing all day long. No, I think that's great advice. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and where can we find you and your photography services online? So you can find me at hillarybovay.com. It's H-I-L-A-R-Y-B-O-V-A-Y. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Photography. It's a long one. <laughs> I really, really struggle with that. Should I do photo? Should I do, you know, what should I do with it? Right. I think that's the one thing about photographers on Instagram. We always have to write out the whole word. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and yeah, those are kind of the main places to find me. And I'm always open to, you know, chatting more about photography. If anyone wants to reach out to me, you can find my email on my website. Like, I love chatting about this and I love to help other people on this path. So, yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Hillary. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It was a great conversation and I'm happy to have been here. Thank you so much. So I really enjoyed the interview with Hillary. Something that she said that really stood out to me was that she felt it was important to have a good foundation of knowledge in a subject area in order to be the best that you can be in that field. I think she brings up a really important point. Jumping into a field or a new career or, you know, a business without all the information or education that you can get just makes it more difficult for you to excel at that thing. If you're able to get more information or gain more knowledge on the thing that you want to do, then why wouldn't you? However, this doesn't mean that you should stop going after your goals because you don't feel that you have enough foundational knowledge. 
Something we've talked about before on this show is the importance of sometimes just starting ugly, right? Jumping in and going after your goals. It's very easy to get stuck in research mode and get overwhelmed by the idea of starting or feeling like, you know, you never have enough information to start. So you just don't start. Sometimes it seems like we have to jump in order to get things moving and then learn what we need to along the way. I feel like these are really just two extremes, right? And we tend to sort of lean towards one or the other, depending on kind of our personalities. And unfortunately, we never bother to look for that happy medium between the two. And there is a happy medium. And the happy medium is this. If you have a goal to do something, but you feel like you want or need to learn more about it, then set a deadline of when you'll actually start taking action toward that thing and give yourself some time to do research or learn more about that subject matter. And even after you start towards your goal, continue to learn about your field along the way by taking classes, reading books, or you know, networking with other professionals in your field. There's no reason to put the brakes on regarding your goals just because you don't have that foundational knowledge. Make a plan to gain more knowledge, set a date to start, then stick with your timeline. This will ensure that you do have some knowledge about your subject area, but that you'll also actually start. All right, that's all I have for today. I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Hillary. Join me next week for a solo show. Until then, go find out. Thanks for listening to the show today. I hope you found the information beneficial and that it helps you tackle your own Go Find Out goals. You can find more episodes and the show transcripts at gofindoutpodcast.com. You can also let me know what you thought of the show by tweeting me at GFO Podcast or follow me on Instagram at GoFindOutPodcast. That's it for today. Now go find out.